Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. As we hit the airways live here at 7.04 and 22 seconds. We are less than two hours away from what I believe is the biggest non-conference game for K-State men's basketball in Bramlage Coliseum in 13 years. With the Villanova Wildcats in town for the Big East Big 12 battle that tips off a few minutes after 6 o'clock from Bramlage Coliseum televised on ESPN2. And if you want to listen to it on the air as in on the radio... Tune over to our sister station, 101.5 K-Rock, beginning at 5 o'clock with pre-game coverage. We here on the game are with you until 5 o'clock, right before I leave for Bramlage Coliseum, as it's Wildcats versus Wildcats for just the second time ever. Mitch Fortner, David G., Owen Burke, welcome to the game. Here we are. I'm nervous. Are you? I, yeah. I don't like this, man. I'm out of here. Take it easy. Too many overtime games lately. Dude. Hey, listen, just get the game to overtime. We're good. We're <laughs> Gucci. We know what we're doing there, boy. We can blow you out in overtime. We can win by two or one. It doesn't matter. We got you. Right where we want you. Well, coming up in this only one-hour show, we're going to squeeze a lot in there. Our uh, our Tuesday staple, which is Jabroni of the Week, Ask Us Anything, which Deej and Owen will wrap it all up as we approach the top of the hour. We will officially bring you a Mitch Palm prediction with K-State taking on Villanova tonight. I, I feel very hyped up mm. today. Mm-hmm. It's not just about... The K-State men's basketball team and what's on their plate tonight. You know, I let's forget about what has happened in the past. Just focus on tonight. Focus on the opponent. A win against Villanova could easily help you forget about what has happened with these close overtime victories or some losses previously to USC and Miami. A couple of top 25 teams. K-State women's basketball is 13th ranked in the nation. They play tomorrow night against McNeese State. Before I tell you our third thing that I'm very hyped about, let's play our hype theme. Owen, hit it. It's time to get set for the cat attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on for Kansas. 
state, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action, this is where you wanna be. With Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Kansas State, the fun is being there. Having a good time there. Purple and white we share. Showing our colors Typically, we play that after good things have happened. Yeah. I wanted to play it right here, right now, because a lot of good things are about to happen. Cats going to take down Villanova. K-State women are continue to slaughter this non-conference slate. And also tonight is a very special thing happening for an all-time great. Tonight in Las Vegas, Michael Bishop will be inducted into the College Football Hall oh, of Fame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is 25 years Damn. in the making. Wow. Really 25 years in a month. Wow. In the making. Uh, for Michael Bishop to be inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame, that'll take place tonight. I believe it actually, because it's in Vegas, it's going to start at 9 o'clock Central Time. It'll be on ESPN+. Plus. If you happen, those listening, if you happen to miss it, I've reached out for permission to replay the Michael Bishop induction um, right here on K-Man. Really? For, for those that may miss it. So um, Yeah, buddy. Still trying to work that out. Got to get permission first. Oh, come on. Michael Bishop has been uh, nominated many times for the College Football Hall of Fame, and he has fell short every time until now. And as a matter of fact, we actually heard about Michael going into the Hall of Fame, gosh, it was a year and a half ago. It's a long process from the nomination process to him actually being picked. Actually, it's more of a year ago, but a year and a half ago is when he was once again nominated. Very interesting class that Bishop will be in, inducted. In. I, I mean, we could go, we've done it before. We could go on and on about how pivotal he was for dual threat quarterbacks, being mm-hmm. a Heisman Trophy, you know, a, a runner up behind Rick, Ricky Williams. We could argue that he should have been uh, the Heisman Trophy winner over mm-hmm. um, Ricky Williams, falling just short of a national championship, but just a trailblazer in his own right, not only for dual threat quarterbacks, but just for K State history mm-hmm. and the future of quarterback there for the Cats. He'll go in with a player like Eric Berry, Reggie Bush, Robert Gallery, who was a hell of a defensive end at, at Syracuse, or um, offensive tackle rather at Iowa. Defensive end is Dwight Freeney, LaMichael James, um, Luke Keekley, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy Macklin, Tim Tebow, Troy oh. Vincent, D'Angelo Williams. I mean, this is a star studded class, as you can imagine, everyone is. But I'm sure for a while, you know, maybe Michael Bishop was starting to doubt mm-hmm. after all the nominations he had received and not getting in that maybe he would fall short again. After looking at the list, I was a little bit worried as well, but I thought Michael had a good chance of getting in. Here are the other quarterbacks up for nomination for this year's College Football Hall of Fame class induction for 2023. I mentioned Michael Bishop and Tim Tebow. Matt Cavanaugh, I don't really know much about him who played at Pitt. Um Tim Couch, who was a run, or he was a finalist like Michael Bishop was in '98 for the Heisman Trophy. Ken Dorsey, who won a national championship at Miami, 
Went to back-to-back national championships, lost in OT, and one of them to Ohio State. You had Josh Heupel from Oklahoma, Ryan Leaf of Washington State, Kellen Moore of Boise State. I was really kind of worried about this one. Antoine Randall at Indiana, who had some of the biggest numbers we had ever seen from a quarterback in college football history when he played. Um, he was an All-American in 2001, and then Alex Smith from Utah. It's like, damn, there is some some tough competition. I was thinking three or four quarterbacks could get in mm-hmm. out of that group. Two got in Wow, out of that group. Tim Tebow, who some call the best college quarterback in history, Ever. and Michael Bishop. Wow. So it is way overdue. Uh-huh. Michael Bishop finally deserves this honor. He will get that tonight. And by the way, he becomes the seventh cat all time to be inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. He joins Gary Spaney, who is the class of 02. Mark Simino, class of 12. Darren Sproles, my favorite athlete of all time, in 2021. And then you had uh, three coaches out of K-State inducted. Pappy Waldorf in 66. Charles Bachman in 78. And of course, Bill Snyder in 2015. Of things that took place this year at Bill Snyder Family Stadium that didn't have to do with the actual game, your two loudest pops were, were uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember who all came back. So Deuce Vaughn, Felix, Andy, DK, Uzama, among other players, came back game one to, it, it was like the transition of once again celebrating the 2022 Big 12 champions. Um, and then, and, and I'm blanking actually of what game it was, but uh, Michael Bishop was back for a game, and uh, he and Bill Snyder were on the field and announced that the plaque was given to him officially to then it was handed over to Gene Taylor to be officially put on campus forever of um, officially being um, announced at the Bill as a Hall of Fame hmm. inductee. God. I can't believe... He didn't want to come back because he thought everyone was mad at him about the Texas A&M game. He said that he was afraid that um, people wouldn't forgive him for that, and that made me kind of emotional. Man, I can't believe like he he. I remember what I remember about Michael Bishop are some of the the fondest memories I have of like the game of football. You know, he he was the first guy that K State ever had for and for me personally. Where I was like, that's the best guy on the field. Like, there's nobody better than him. Both teams, everyone stacked up, stat for stat. He's the best, and he's our quarterback. I couldn't get over the fact for two years you just he he helped a whole fan base hold their head high, and I couldn't believe that he thought there was any way that he was going to come back and people go, oh, boo, no way, no way. Congratulations. And like you said, this is far too – he waited far too long. He needed to be in there many years ago, but better late than never as far as I'm concerned. And Michael Bishop, way to go, buddy. I, I, congratulations, man. He deserves it wholeheartedly. Oh, and I don't I don't think you were even born yet when Michael Bishop played. No, I was born in 98. So, well, there you go. Good yeah. year. <clears throat> yeah, pretty solid year. You know, we'll take it. But I'll tell you that uh, kicking on some highlight tapes, it was pretty cool. To, I'm a Ravens fan, so I'm around the dual threat quarterback conversation a lot. And I'm like, it's actually Kansas State, Michael Bishop back in the day. So it is a very cool thing to talk about. Well-deserved. I also agree, like, well 
overdue. Oh, but when man. you list off all those quarterbacks, I'm like, okay, kind of at least makes sense. We're not holding them out for nobody, for but sure. that's a stacked class <laughs> to be in. Holy cow. Yeah, not not only just the actual class that got in, but all the quarterbacks that were up for it. I mean, golly, that's a, that's a heck of a list. But, yeah, he was the first guy I ever went, no, 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 what are you doing? Yes, yes. I like the, all, how many times he just turned around and run backwards, and you're like, "What are you doing?" And then he launched seventy yards for a touchdown. He was the ultimate cheat code before I even knew what a cheat code was. He was it. He was so good. He might be one of my favorite scramblers. Oh my god. Him and you know, I'd probably maybe throw L. Roberson mm-hmm. into the mix as well as just elite. Naturally athletic scramblers for sure, and keeping a play alive. Mm-hmm. And by the way, also just a missile of an arm. <sighs> hate could to go on the, and on. I mean, about Michael sure. Bishop for sure. I, I hate to be on the other end of one of those, especially when he really puts something on it. You know, you're like, Coach, I'm out for two games. <laughs> Please hit me. That's, that's the guy was so strong, so big and strong, and just uh, yeah, like I said, I, I, I he he is such a prominent. Feature in in great memories I have for K State football. I, I'm so proud and happy for him. That's awesome. Okay, so once again, like I said earlier, I'm working on with ESPN to get the permission to play back the Michael Bishop induction because um, I'm most likely going to miss it, even though it airs at nine o'clock tonight. Most likely going to miss it. I'm sure a lot of people will as well. So hoping we can get that worked out. And uh, once again, congratulations to Michael Bishop being inducted into the 65th class for the College Football Hall of Fame, fame taking place at the Aria Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada, which, by the way, I do believe Cooper Beebe is there as well because he's a finalist for the Campbell Trophy. Get a pick, Cooper. I think, well, somebody already snagged one. It was more of a candid pick, though. It was just Cooper and Bishop talking. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like it's a fly-on-the-wall conversation. (sighs) Keep that forever, dude. That's awesome. We take a break. When we come back, we transition to tonight in Bramlage. Mitch Palm versus Villanova. Prediction time after these words. Got the music. <laughs> I always wanted to do that. Oh, like you're in wrestling? Yeah, I got the music. Got the music. <laughs> Guys, the hunt is underway for the G. Thomas Jewelers, Godfrey's Ranges and Tactical Supply, High V, Jingle Bell Rock tomorrow morning on Cayman on every station, including K-Rock with David G. at around 720. will be the reading of clue number three for the Jingle Bell Rock. Uh, if you happen to miss the clue at around 720 in the morning, don't worry. We have you taken care of, and so does our sponsor locations, because after 10 a.m., you can go to a sponsor location and pick up the clue, including Hy-Vee, including Smith Plumbing, and Studio 24. And if you need more information, check out NewsRadioKman.com to get up to date with the Jingle Bell Rock. Dude, it's that time of year, man. It is. It's, it's an so exciting time, guys. So fun. We're talking thousands of dollars yeah. in cash and prizes mm-hmm. up for grabs and hopefully you got that hunting tag because if you do you're in a you're in a weekly drawing for uh for 500 bucks yeah. in cash and prizes and double your cash prize if you find the g thomas jewelers godfrey's ranges attack to supply and high v jingle rock plus if you find it you're like locally famous and you can kind of True. treat people poorly 
because you're kind of your status is up there. And let's not lie, you want to keep most of it for yourself. Oh yeah. Oh but yeah. But there's going to be there's going to be some people coming up to you and want to wet their beak a little bit. Oh boy. And now you'll have the the scratch to go, "Here you go. Get out of here, pal. Here's 5 bucks. Call somebody cares." All right. Tonight from Bramlage Coliseum, K-State Villanova. Ooh. 6 o'clock. <sighs> Octagon of Doom. Come on. And as I've said earlier, to me, this is the biggest non-conference game for men's basketball in Bramlage in 13 years since a top 25 Virginia Tech came into town when Jacob Pullen was still playing. Mm-hmm. It's prediction time. It's time for Mitch Palm. <laughs> Here's Mitch Ball with tonight's prediction. KSA six and two, Villanova six and three. Now this is the Big East Big Twelve battle. It's the fourth time Case it will play in it. Unfortunately, K State's zero and three. Oh boy! Uh, so far with two losses to Marquette, one loss last year at Butler. So K State looking to get that first win against a Big East team in this battle. Cats and Villanova have only met one previous time. It was a 51-34 loss for K-State. Going all the way back to December 27th, 1940. In a game in Philadelphia. Dang, dude. Back then, the Liberty Bell was still intact. (laughs) The peach baskets up there, you know? (laughs) Cats are 25-27 all-time against the Big East. 11-4 at home, including already a win this year against Providence. All right. Villanova season, they're under second-year head coach Kyle Neptune. Off to a weird start. First of all, they won the battle for Atlantis. That's a pretty big tournament. Mm -hmm. They knocked off Texas Tech. They beat North Carolina in overtime. And to win it all, beat the Tigers of Memphis. But man, can they, they stink against teams from their own town. Oh, boy. Because they play in the Big Five where they play against different teams from Philly. And this year they're 0 for 3. They lost to Penn. St. Joseph's and Drexel. Yikes! As a matter of fact, they're playing Drexel the same time K-State was playing North Alabama. And I think they started at the same time. Villanova went final and they lost by two and did not score 60 points against Drexel. Wow. So because of their last two losses, they're on a two-game losing streak. They have fell out of the polls. Let's take a look at some players for Villanova uh, that are of note. No doubt about it, their best player, in my opinion, 6A forward, number 43, Eric Dixon. He was uh, second team, all Big East honors last year, preseason heading into this year. A lot of experience, 81 starts under his belt. He has been a Villanova Wildcat throughout his entire career. And so far this year, 15.7 rebounds a game. And he's shooting 38% from three. He takes three attempts a contest. Another Ford stands out, 6'7", Ford number 23, Tyler uh, Buxton, who's a transfer from Richmond. You want to talk about experience, 132 games. Gee, many Christmas. 103 starts. Oh, my God. When I looked up his number, I was like, geez, Louise, this guy played a lot of college basketball. He's the Philip Brooks of his team. Imagine if oh. NIL was around his whole career. Even <laughs> Warren Buffett, dude. Good God. Uh, but he's averaging nine points. He's a great rebounder at seven a game, and he's also a good three-point shooter, 
Hmm. Then we go to guard play. One of them's a starter, 6'5", number 5, Justin Moore, first-team preseason All-Big East. He's averaging 14.5 points, 4 rebounds, 2.5 assists per game. The thing about him, it shoots a lot. He'll shoot 6.5 times a game from 3. Wow. Um, however, his shooting percentage is not good from 3. It's 29%. Now, off the bench, I find this guy is a big spark. He's the last player I want to look at. 6'5", guard number 15, Jordan Longino. Averaging 9-3. and three. Um, Heck of a player from 2-point range. 80% from 2 Three-point shooting, not good either. It's at 29%, but he will slash. And when it comes to offensive efficiency, he has the best numbers on the team. All right, some interesting things about Villanova as a team. Number one is a no-doubter when I looked up the numbers, and that's three-point attempts. They shoot a lot from three. Three-point shooting has been an interesting factor the last couple of games for K-State, the two games that went to overtime. Oral Roberts, a good three-point shooting team. North Alabama was shooting lights out there for a while from three. And now you run into a team in Villanova that that takes 29 attempts per game from three. That's 13th in the nation. Now their shooting percentage is below average. 31.8%, that is 227th in the nation, but... K-State right there with them at 31.6% from three-point range. So, I mean, this is literally your question, who's going to be the hot team, who's not going to be the hot team? That could easily be the deciding factor in this game. But I will say, Villanova is never right down the road type of three-point shooter. They're never like, you know, an average team from three. They're either hot or they're either cold. Villanova this year, 5-0 and shooting 37% or better from three. They are 1-3, shooting 27% or worse from three. They have not had a number between that, 37 or 27%. Wow. They've never, they haven't this season had a number between that in three-point shooting percentage from three. Um, now, if you know Villanova, they like to slow down a little bit. Jay Wright slow tempo and now under Neptune they're kind of the same thing so you know three pointers are premium in a game like that where a team really wants to slow it down uh rebounding can be a factor as well tonight cats six in the nation in offensive rebounds per game at 16 Villanova not far behind at 13 a game K-State was just four more rebounds per game uh than than Villanova so that could be a tight matchup as well in the boards and then one more thing about Villanova as a team that stands out to me is them at the free throw line. Um, they have led the nation each of the last two years, and they're off to a great start this year in free throw percentage. So far this year, 82.5% from the foul line. They are 6-0 and in games where they take at least 15 free throws. Wow. All right. Now, this is where we really crunch the numbers. Man, this is getting deep, dude. Mix the chemicals. And I'll be honest with you, I sipped on the chemicals a little bit more than I usually would because I got a lot of edge I got to shake off. (laughs) Famous alumni, here's three of them for you. Mm -hmm. From Villanova. See if Owen recognizes this name. Number one is Jim Croce. 
is a graduate of Villanova. Folk singer. Yeah, not a name that rings the bell. From back in the day, you'll recognize his songs. Yeah. I promise you, you'll recognize it. You have Time in a Bottle, Bad, 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 Bad Leroy Brown. Man, I got a name. Man, Leroy Brown. Man, is getting old damn down. Come uh, on, Owen. No, Owen, you don't recognize that? It doesn't It doesn't sound super familiar. I'm not going to lie. Kill your microphone. Get on Spotify or whatever. Start listening. I've already got it pulled up. I was waiting. Oh, okay. Stop listening to that gangster rap you're listening to, and why don't you turn on a little Jim Croce? <laughs> Famous alumni number two. This is a first. Dr. Jill Biden, first lady of the, of the United States. This is the first time we've had a first lady show up in famous alumni. Dude, that's about as famous as it gets. Man, this is getting rough, dude. Can we tamp down the famousness of these people? You know, we might with this next one. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of first ladies, uh, you won't find a whole lot of them that went to like directional schools. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Our last famous alumni is Tim Donahue. Really, the sport, the the NBA the, ref who bet on sports, the ref that bet on uh, games that he officiated in. Wow! Went and graduated from Villanova. He he admitted to betting on games he officiated. Oh yeah, throughout four seasons until he got caught. And uh, August fifteenth, two thousand seven, my seventeenth birthday. He pleaded guilty to two federal charges related to that investigation. He was sentenced to 15 months in federal prison. He was let out after 11. Uh, Netflix is a bad sports. Um, it's a bad sports uh, documentary series. That one on him is really, 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 really good. And then I think a 30 for 30 on him. Like All, all the stuff about him is so good. He still seems kind of like a scumbag. <laughs> he really doesn't seem like he's cleaned up his act at all. He's ah. like... Yeah, you can't wipe four seasons. Off. Oh. <laughs> like that's uh, you can't really wipe that off the slate. And he just all. talks kind of like a gangster. I don't know what it is. He about has no it. remorse. No. I'll do it again. Yeah, that, again. Give me a striped shirt. I'll, I'll tee do it up tomorrow. Tim Duncan right now. If it meant I get a little on the over. <laughs> do you think he bets on sports? I do think he, he has to. Lives right? in a state that uh, has legalized sports gambling. Hundred percent. It doesn't matter if it's legal or not. That guy's gambling. That's true. He likey. All right, some keys to the game. I have two pretty simple ones, not necessarily numbers and uh, X's and O's of the game. Uh, key number one is overtime. If the Cats get to overtime, this game is done. <laughs> it is 9-0 for Jerome Tang in overtime games with a win over Villanova if it gets there. But honestly, here's my biggest key of the game. That's the Octagon of Doom. Yeah, baby. You know, Jerome Tang, I, I suppose in a way, did criticize... Maybe a lack thereof in attendance. Although I, I, I would say, you know, I've been going to games for a long time. It's a better attendance for directional non-conference games that aren't exactly exciting marquee matchups. Who's been showing up? It's been not bad. Not bad. Um, and he mentioned he was hoping more students would have been showing up by now. But here's the deal. They're going to show up tonight. I don't know what outside of Bramwich looks out like right now on the east side. I would assume there's a long line. Of students waiting again. This is a sold out game. It's a wide out, so make sure you're wearing white to the game so it looks good on TV. This is going to be a fired up crowd. And I will say, you know, I, Drum Tang's comments yesterday, you know, in a way, he was right. I was expecting some bigger crowds this early in the season. 
now they now they're going to start to show up. And if you if you were offended by anything Coach Tang said, let's let's also put it this way: Drum Tang has a lot of goals for K State when it comes to success, and it's not just about wins and losses. It's about attendance, making the university money, making K State a major brand of college basketball. He needs your help to get that done. For sure. For sure. He cannot do it alone. His team can't do it alone. It takes everybody to get that done. Mm -hmm. The Doom officially arrives this season, tonight, against Villanova. DJ Giddens will say that the place got turnt afterwards. That's how good it's going to be. Wow. It's going to get turnt. He's calling a shot. Yeah, baby. Ken Palm says 53% chance. K-State wins 72-71. Before I looked up Ken Palm, I had almost that exact same thing. So I tweaked it a little bit. I'm actually dropping the percentage to 51%. Cats in overtime gets it done. And I'm going to drop the score a little bit. 72-69. Cats beat Villanova for the first time ever. Quick break, and when we come back, let's do some Jabroni of the Week next. Know your role and shut your mouth, you Jabroni. You Jabronis hit the jackpot. That Hollywood brand Jabroni, Hulk Hogan. Al, is this Jabroni's name? Jabroni of the Week. All right, here we go, boys and girls. Um, Hey, if you're in line listening out of Bramlett, shout out to you. Shout out to those out there in Bramlage getting ready to get into the ball game. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jabroni of the Week, three dishonorable mentions. I'll culminate with my official Jabroni of the Week. We go Tuesday to Tuesday. So we go all the way back to last Tuesday to find four Jabrones. <laughs> First dishonorable mention is going to go to men's basketball coach at Siena, Carmen Massarello. Last Uh-oh. Friday they took on Ryder. Uh, and they won by two, but during a timeout, Zeke Tekken is one of his uh, players. He's a sophomore point guard. And Coach Carmen was so fired up, he, like, pushed Tekken in the face. It was like a half slap, half poke. Whoa. I mean, right across the face. Ooh. And it was caught on TV. It was more of a live stream, really, of this taking place. I would say Coach Massarello would be so much higher on my list if the university didn't just come out and say, all right, he apologized. He said everything's fine now. Zach Tekken came out and said there's no hard feelings. We're just going to brush this under the rug. So I was actually more leaning like, hey, should I just go with the university for being so soft on this and letting it go? But I'm going to stick with the old ball coach and go with them number one on dishonorable mention. Nice. Dude, what is with that? People smacking players and stuff? Like, you better watch out. These players are in shape, and you're a coach, and you're not. So you better watch out. Uh, my next dishonorable mention is X Golf. That's X hyphen Golf. It's a golf themed bar with a bunch of simulators out of Cedar Rapids, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. They ran a big promotion to bring in customers for the Big Ten Championship game, and they said, "Listen, Big Ten Championship game." If you reserve a simulator, you get free beer the entire time until Iowa scores a point. Whoa. Well, if you didn't watch it, it was a real snoozer. Oh, my God. Iowa lost to Michigan 26 nothing, <laughs> And it said quite clearly, it is free beer until, I should have put this in earlier, until Iowa scores a point or your reservation Runs out. 
So if you had a reservation from the start of the game till closing, you got to drink for free. Oh, my God. For what it was about six hours. And their beers, their, and it was draft beers, those beers are six to eight bucks. Dang. <laughs> so you do the math. I, you know, I, I don't know how many people were there. I don't know how big the place is. But they had to have lost. Oh, yeah. I mean, a couple thousand. Dude. That, you do that on a keg. You can get away with it on keg, but like draft beer, man, or uh, in bottles or cans, like, dude, that's wow. My last dishonorable mention, this may be my last shot uh, to get this guy in here. <laughs> Pac-12 Commissioner George Kleov. Oh, he's back. Friday, um, Washington beat Oregon for the Pac-12 championship. Shout out to the Huskies. So I had gone with all year long, and I, then I decided for some reason – for the Pac-12 championship, I'd go with Oregon. Big mistake on my part. Yeah, babe. Although I will say, I did vote for uh, both of those quarterbacks. I won't tell you in what order um, for the Heisman Trophy. Huh. Um, but anyway, after the game, here comes the trophy presentation. Oh, GK. Other than George Klyovkov actually like just walking through the stadium during pregame, he wasn't exactly easy to find. <laughs> he got some booze. People were upset with him. And then here comes the trophy presentation. Where is he at? Oh, here comes the trophy. He's carrying it with his back towards the camera, hands it off, and books it. No. He is gone. He left. Did not say a word. He just handed the trophy over and left. I was like, man, I know he's not entirely to blame for the Pac-12 crumbling. Sure. He's a big part of it. Sure. But I'm like, man, isn't it, there's not like 10 seconds of pride left in this guy? No. Back to the camera is crazy. That's nuts, dude. I've never seen an avoidance of the spotlight more. Wow. Is this like the last thing he has to do contractually for you know, the back door? He's like, ah, I'm Well, done. there's still the basketball. basketball. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's a heck of a way to go out. If so, Ooh. just back to the camera, sprint off the field. Day quiet quitting for sure. <laughs> yeah. man. And at that, in that basketball, it's going to be probably not Washington, Oregon. <laughs> you know? Yeah. In the final game where he actually has to show up and present a trophy or something. Yeah. It'll be UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Okay, and then my jabroni of the week. I don't think this will be as controversial as when the college football playoff <laughs> Final Four came out. I'm going to give it to Florida State. Because they are the first, and they will probably be the only, Power 5 undefeated team to not get into the college football playoff because we extend to 12 next year, and every undefeated Power 5 is going to get in. That's crazy. So they found themselves in a very tough spot because Jordan Travis got hurt. Now, again, it's the committee's job to put the best four teams in. The criteria criteria is a little bit different on what's number one Florida State gets in. I just thought it was a bad look that they just went ahead and put Florida State at five, Georgia's six, and you're trying to tell me if Florida State's not as good or better than Alabama, they're better than Georgia? Oh, boy. After that slim loss to the Alabama Crimson Tide in the SEC championship game, that was a pity ranking. For sure. For sure. This was the, this was their worst nightmare. The, the, the CFP, this was their worst nightmare. What happened this weekend? Alabama came well, through. And did you see their reaction? Yeah. Uh, the live shot from the ESPN selection show? I did. I was like, that about went as what I thought it would be. Yeah. Because the report was out of Tallahassee, oh, they were confident, they know they're going to get in. No, 
<laughs> like, they just weren't. No, they weren't. I'm sorry, but, it, it, you know, honestly, like, I, I did kind of feel like that was a bad look for college football, but it's the job to put the best four in. Let me tell you, let me ask you the question. If you're Michigan or you're K-State and you happen to be playing either Alabama or Florida State, where they're going to be heading into that playoff game, who would you rather play? Mm-hmm. That is an easy That's answer. An easy answer, yeah. And it's Florida State. Yeah. But at the same time, that defense for Florida State's really good. And it does. I, I, I hear you, Florida State. It sucks because of an injury to one player. I know it's your quarterback, and he's a really good quarterback. Keeps you out of the playoff after winning all those games. Really, uh, that's a soul crusher. It sucks. For sure. Dude. Not good. Not good at all. All right. I got to get out of here, guys. All right. Florida State is my jabroni of the week. Deej, Owen, will take you the rest of the way. We're at it 5 and at 5 o'clock. Remember, you can switch over to 101.5 K-Rock for Manhattan or for uh, K-State men's pregame coverage against Villanova. Manhattan boys and girls basketball against Hayes tonight here on K-Man with the approximate start time of 545. Go Cats! Yeah, buddy. Wrapping this thing up, dude. Owen, um, for Ask Us Anything, what is something that you finally accepted? Um, for me, um, I like to ju- I like to bet on DraftKings, and I am accepting that I'm not built for this. I bet five bucks, and I'm like, oh god. Yeah, uh, I would have to agree with you. Like, I sports betting is tough because anytime I don't put money on it, like I. We do my podcast. I do three picks a week. I'm nine and zero in the last three weeks. Whoa! Insanity. I've only put money down once, and I actually cashed it for once. I was like, ah, "This is it's a great feeling." <laughs> I see why I chase this. Every yes, time. man. It takes one five dollars to go in the red. I'm like, "All right, well, I think I'm done. Hang it up." Vegas is obviously rigged. Yeah, that's it's just against us, the players. Ugh. It's it's horrible. I can't so. do it, man. I can't. I'm done with all that. Um, let's see. Also. Young Owen for today's ask. Um, let's see what was life. What was better about life before the internet? Ooh, you know I don't know much life before the internet. That's right. Truthfully. You were born in 1999. 98. 98. Oh my god. Yeah, so like pre-internet life for me was like up until I was what like four or five maybe yeah. before it was real popular and everywhere. We used to just go outside and we would like look at birds. And trees and stuff. I'm like, that's very interesting. I remember that back in the day. Now I have to get out on the bicycle instead of uh, just sitting down at my desk. You know? Now I just I just look at pictures of people riding bicycles. <laughs> exactly. I go, oh, I remember that. Oh, that was really cool. It was fun. Oh my god. It's too cold now. Um, if I gave you a billion dollars, would you never leave Manhattan for a billion dollars? Never ever leave Manhattan. I could never travel anywhere. Ever. Never. Ooh. I don't think I could. Just family first, like not being able to. My family, I, I, I mean, I pay for it every time they want to come yeah. up here. But that part, and then also just, I'm, I'm tied to Bramblage. I could never go see another huge college basketball game or NFL game or never see an NFL game. Never. Yeah, I'm gonna buy the Chiefs. We're actually relocating to Manhattan, Kansas. <laughs> truthfully, that's what's happening. You're the so. coolest billionaire I've ever <laughs> met in my life. That'd be rad, dude. That's it for the game. Uh, MHS basketball up next. Also, uh, 101.5 K-Rocket Cats taking on Villanova. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.